The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Bridon says, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly clicking it. Loving logic. How? I love things that aren't logical, like spirituality and religion. They drive me. They don't drive you because they aren't logical. They drive you because you've connected them to your reward center. They help you feel comfortable, and that's it. The moment logic is connected to your reward center, that is what's going to make you feel, you know, fulfilled. A lot of people don't realize that the reason why a certain action or a certain event makes them feel good is because it's connected to the reward center. And that's it. In a way, you guys have the, the illusion and the idea that you actually, you know, make this something you enjoy because of whatever reason. But it's the other way around. It's just connected through social conditioning and it's changeable. You can change it. And if you change it to logic, you're just much more able to evolve. Let me explain you this. Let me define three realities. The objective reality, which is like gravity, applies to everyone. Subjective reality is like you really having, valuing something in your room or whatever. And then you have intersubjective reality. Many people valuing paper, turning it into money. Humans have a very hard time differentiating between intersubjective reality and objective reality. So if many people like something or value something, you really believe it's real. It's like money. You really think money is real. You put all your faith in it, all your trust, even though maybe tomorrow the economy collapses and your money is worthless. Yet you still have this security feeling because everybody believes it. Same with going to university, finding a job, you know, getting a job, getting paid. Everybody assumes that's going to happen. Even though even the bigger people in the world like Bill Gates and Elon Musk and such says computers will take over your jobs. So you're probably following an education that by the time you're done educating, that it will be so hard to find a job, you won't even be able to use it. Yet still, it's part of the intersubjective reality. And as a result, you assume that it's real. And that's the problem. People give their own critical thinking away to the intersubjective reality. While if you use your own critical thinking, you only look at the objective reality. So I'm telling you, use your own critical thinking, your own logic to look at the objective reality. Forget about the intersubjective reality because the intersubjective reality is an illusion. That's what I'm telling you. Think for yourself. And it's so hard for people to wrap their head around this. And they go their entire life following a certain path because people told him that that's the right path. And then they suddenly figure out, but wait a minute, this is bullshit. You know, like 600 years ago or 1,000 years ago when there was crusades to Jerusalem to free it from the Muslims or whatever. These people that went and died on the field, they really thought they were fighting for a real cause. Imagine now you say like, I want to go and free Jerusalem. I want to go to crusade. People would laugh at you. Culture changes. Intersubjective reality changes. The objective one stays though. And the moment you realize that, you go like, wait, all my presumptions, all the way I approach reality is just prefabricated. It's just culture. I'm not thinking. That's when you start seeing through the matrix and start thinking for yourself. And I'm telling you, the tools to do that is logic. And if your ability to even see that fact is too far away, it says more about how much the intersubjective reality has swallowed you has swallowed your critical thinking. So don't listen to me. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to a word that I say. 
but listen to the objective reality. And that's one that you can follow and you can look into. And that applies to everybody in the chat that is skeptical. It's good. Be skeptical, but use the objective reality to be skeptical, not the intersubjective. It's not because everybody starts yelling cult that therefore it is a cult. Galileo said the earth was round. I think he even died for it. Everybody was saying he was like a heretic. He was right. That's why he's in the books right now. That's why you learn about him. He was looking at the objective reality, even though the entire intersubjective reality was yelling, it is flat. Now think for yourself, man. That's what I got to tell you and I got to tell your friend. So yeah, you got to think for yourself. Be critical. Embrace logic. It is what you are. It is what you are made of. It's literally logic becoming self-aware of logic. And you know the funny thing? We are already doing it as a society. The scientific revolution is exactly what has brought about all our progress because of our understanding of logic. And you might say, like, what do you mean with logic? Can you define logic is the consistent patterns that bring about our reality. And by understanding these consistent patterns, we can predict, we can build, and we can also assume. Of course, you're never sure. You can never be sure. But damn sure you can be likely sure that it's probably like this. That's why your computer works. That's why if you leave this in your room and you go take a piss and you come back, you assume it's still on the table. You build your world all the time on the objective reality, but the intersubjective reality can really like put you on a different path. But think for yourself. So it's the fourth step. Step one, not understanding the consistent patterns that bring about reality has very serious consequences, such as mass disease, famine, and more so death. We tend to forget the atrocious circumstances humans used to live in and can be easily left with a very deluded view on our life situation. When we look back at our most memorable memories, we visualize how we hold our son or daughter for the very first time or how we fell in love. But if it was not for our understanding and logic, the consistent patterns that bring about reality, these memories would be tainted with death and misery instead. We aren't used to value the true reason why our current life is possible. If we think about technology, we can easily argue how it has brought about a lot of suffering, but when we do so, we forget about the dire facts. Smallpox is responsible for the death of more than 300 million people and was eradicated in 1980. Famine is being eliminated as well. In 2014, 850 million people suffered from malnutrition, the lowest figure on record. Meanwhile, 2.1 billion people were overweight. In 1918, the Spanish flu killed up to 100 million in a year compared to around 60 million who died in World War II. But in 2014, the Ebola outbreak, the most severe public health emergency in modern times, according to the World Health Organization, was stopped at 11,000 deaths. In the 20th century, human violence accounted for 5% of all deaths. In the 21st century, it's 1%. In 2012, 56 million people died, but war caused only 120,000 of those deaths. Our love for anything we hold dear is only made possible through our understandings. And valuing logic rather than seeing it as something cold or neutral is the essence of step one. When we look at all the beauty around us, we don't tend to see the patterns that bring it about. From mountains to flowers or from galaxies to cells, everything around us has been brought about by it, including our own existence. Logic is everywhere and our understanding of ourselves is merely the same patterns that have come to understand themselves. That's step one. Step two. The following historic event is to blame for all the misery human mankind has done to one another, as well for all the good that has come from it. It is the neuroscience of how, on a fundamental level, we can connect any concept to what gives us safety. And by doing so, the actions and rationalizations that flow out of that will automatically reward us. 
This event happens with every single one of us throughout our lives. And while this catexis is omnipresent, we are not aware of the consequences as it shapes our true core of who we are and who we think we are by engraving it deeply within us. We tend to go about our lives very normally, forgetting that we can trace all our decisions to this one point. Being ignorant of this process is not only what leads to all our failures and duality, but to all human caused suffering. From our holy calling to die in a crusade in 1200 to our need to post a selfie, everything can be brought back to this one core value, this one core emotion that dictates all our behavior and reasoning. From believing in God to believing in what other thinks about us, the underlying forces all emerge from this subconscious emotional attachment, this inner child craving for safety and the relentless pursuit of achieving it through what it has submitted itself to. Today, this is much often comfort, while for others it can be validation or even God. Finding this core value is the essence of step two, and it is not only crucial to set yourself free, but also vital to change the world. Step three, when you understand the implications of what has previously been stated, the idea of still having to work on your current core value can sound outrageous. But the extent to which we want to admit how self-centered we are is buried very deeply within us. The entire world could burn and actually is burning and even if redemption is right in front of us, our inner child couldn't care less as long it feels safe. The twist to this story though is that even when we seem to feel good with what we value most deeply, we merely set ourselves up to suffer more. This varies from experiencing constant duality and a need for distraction to how deep down we feel worthless and have a constant need to impress others. On a fundamental level, our will submits itself to a concept that goes against the essence of what we are. You see, someone that would go and die for a lost cause might seem deluded, but the idea that we consciously choose for the life we live is not any different. Understanding the patterns that rule our lives and how we define our ability to thrive as the human species is the real foundation of all our guilty pleasures. Not our illusions, not our entitlements, but rather the cold facts. This reality is one that we tend to lose track of way too easily and much against our own good. And this is where the following process is paramount. To have the decency and honesty to admit this to ourselves and towards our biased inner child for our own sake and for the sake of humanity. Because there is not enough pain or suffering in the world that can truly convince you except for the realization that this same path is the one that is responsible for all your suffering. When we come to this realization, and this is more emotional than anything else, and you know that your love and trust for logic will provide a better paradigm and more safety than your current core value, you submit yourself to the real equation of what you are rather than the flawed paradigm that has been the root of your duality and go through an instant transformation. Step 4. Clarity and a constant state of flow will now dominate your awareness. As much as previously your actions were subconsciously dictated by your core value, it will now be dictated by logic. Discipline and motivation are no longer required as you have an urge to do what makes most sense rather than hold on to the emotional attachment that inhibited you. This paradigm shift does not go without difficulty, depending on how much trust you already have in logic. This is why step one is so essential. Understanding your own emotions and finding logical answers to them is crucial and that is why we set up a wiki page with neuroscience, evolution, biology and other questions that might bring about anxiety or fear such as how our entire reality emerged from patterns or how logic does not need a creator. Curiosity and understanding everything logically will come natural as your confidence grows while strengthening your faith in logic. A confidence that exceeds everything you have ever experienced as it builds on the same patterns of what you are and what brought about reality. 
The results for oneself are unfathomable, and when scaled up, the consequences for society are unimaginable. We often wonder why the world has all this suffering, but by understanding the patterns that govern our reality, we have already come a long way. But it is only until now that we understand ourselves enough emotionally that we have the tools to overcome our own flaws and cause a ripple effect that will change the world for good. We do not have an excuse anymore. Be the change and spread this revolution. Oyof Paim says, What is the rationale for believing that it is illogical to pursue hedonic pleasures? Hedonistic pleasures, you're not pursuing hedonistic pleasures, by the way. You, on a fundamental level, your inner child has connected its safety with a certain value, comfort, for example, or uh, fitting in. And then as a result, when you get validation or you do something comfortable, you feel good. Feeling good is not a goal. Feeling good is a side effect of doing what gives you safety. That's how we've been wired. So why would you do that and connect that to actually comfort or fitting in, which in itself will go against your fulfillment than if you replace it with logic and then as a result, you will feel good by doing logical stuff. That's the thing. That's the entire point. Imagine if everything that you do to experience these hedonic pleasures, you get that by doing logic instead. Imagine that every logical action gives you pleasure because that's what it is. That's what I'm talking about. This is better for you. If logic is your core value, everything logical will give you pleasure. And that's much better than your other bullshit. So there you go. That is, you got to understand it. You connect logic to your reward center by making it what you, on a fundamental level, value the most. And then all these hedonic pleasures is just translated into doing logical stuff instead, which does not go against you. You could say, like, smoking gives me pleasure right now. Why wouldn't I do it? When logic can give you this pleasure, then you don't even want cigarettes anymore. That's why when people click, they just throw away their cigarettes. They don't want it anymore. I say it always, and I say it also, like, people that say, like, for example, Hayati in high chat and all these fucking emoticons, like, you got to really wonder, why do you type it in the chat? Like, it's a very important thing. When you type these things, why do you want to type it? Is it because you feel lonely? Why do you feel lonely? I mean, like, you got to really go to the core emotionally. Why do you do what you do? And even your action of typing in the chat tells a lot about your core value, tells a lot about your situation, and really dig deep. Because a lot of people, sometimes what they do, they just want validation from me. And then when I just mention their name, they feel good about themselves. But it's literally like every time you get validation, you're basically being pushed more away in your bullshit conditioning and your bullshit core value because you're getting rewarded. And it really makes you feel like it works. It's like, oh, it works. Like I got validated, so it works. So you keep doing it. It's not good to get validated. It's actually really good to get really your face smashed when it comes down to validation. Not physical, of course, but emotional. So you really start realizing this validation bullshit is not working. I don't want it. And the moment you don't want it, you can let it go and you can replace it with logic. They feel lonely maybe because they're lonely fucks. Lead, it's not because you're lonely fucks. I mean, I can have very little social contact and still I'm not going to feel lonely because my self-worth, my value is not defined by my social interactions. Like if I walk, I walk with logic. I will never be fully, truly alone because logic will always be with me. People that need other people around them, it's because you're weak. It's because you feel worthless. If logic was there for you and it is there for you and you believe in that, you're never alone. It's like someone that truly believes in God. He's never alone. Same with you. If you believe in logic, if logic is your core value, you're never alone anymore. You never have to have this pain anymore and this inconfidence or this doubt because you know logic will take care of you. You know logic will understand, like give you answers. You just have to understand it. Ben says, isn't logic different for everybody depending on the things they went through? Logic is defined by the amount of knowledge you have. 
but logic also gets improved and shaped by it. That's the beauty of logic. The more understanding you have, the stronger your logic becomes. So you cannot define logic universally, but what you can do is you can define logic using rules based on reality and then adopt and improve these rules as you get more knowledge. It's like with you have Euclidean geometry and you have non-Euclidean geometry. Both are based on certain axiomas and thoughts and ideas. And based on our experience with reality, we improve it. Like we didn't know that space used to be bendable. We thought light was a straight line. We only figured out because of Einstein that that's not the case. So then you start using different math. And our understanding and the way we look at things logically becomes more accurate. It might be incomplete, but it gets improved. And that's the beauty of it. That's why if for any reason you're actually afraid that logic is going to turn you into some kind of fanatic, if there is anything that is better than logic, then it's logical to adopt that instead. And that's the beauty of logic. Logic gives you literally the tools to overcome anything, even if it's in itself flawed. Because once it's in itself flawed, you will tell yourself, yeah, it's logical to let it go. Grom says, Atim, what's the biggest difference between people that clicked and did not click? People that clicked, I will give you a little list here. Like, actually, you can go to the wiki page, but I will just go through it. People that clicked, you will feel clear-headed in the present and in constant state of flow. You will feel driven to think logically and understand things. You will experience selfless and choiceless awareness. You will stop taking things for granted, and you will find everything that surrounds you beautiful. You will feel intrinsic confidence and a sense of empowerment. You will appreciate reality for what it is, which will allow you to truly listen and understand the world from other people's perspective. All your problems will be gone instantly as you start thinking in solutions rather than problems. Your logic abilities skyrocket, such as pattern recognition and learning capabilities. You will feel no burden, story, or identity as duality ends, and you won't need to think in first or third person anymore. You will develop an urge to tell other people. You will experience a diminished urge to ease since you don't feel as much a need of rewarding yourself for it your social anxiety or depression will quickly fade away which will naturally improve your ability to find a partner you will be able to overcome addictions with ease including a lack of desire to take drugs as you achieve the state you were using them for there you go basically bottom line you will actually be in line with what you truly are and all these symptoms that I'm telling you is actually what your core value currently is taking you away from these things are normal side effects of being and living. You might wonder like, uh, but why do I experience all this duality? Because you're thinking dysfunctional. It's really like, let's say you're gay and you grow up in a family and your family really tells you that homosexuality is evil and that it's all about girls and if you're homosexual, you're going to be burning in hell. What happens? You experience this strong urge to really suppress these emotions and you just become more and more cuckoo. It's very similar. You have these dysfunctional beliefs that are not in line with what you are and causes you to be completely derailed. This duality that you experience, this lack of clear-mindedness, this lack of thinking structured and stuff is all a result, is a side effect of this belief, this concept that you have adopted through growing up like comfort or validation or fitting in that is just bullshit. You are literally bullshitting yourself into the suffering life you're living. Literally. And you can let it go. You can let it go, adopt logic and poof. It's literally instantaneous. It doesn't even take so much time. There's people that clicked. Their entire life has changed overnight. Can you believe that? Overnight. You know why? Because they let go all their bullshit and they hung on to what actually is in line with what they are. Logic. And if you don't believe logic, look around you. Look at science. Look at all the medical uh, prosperity and progress we've made. Like, look at, uh, well, the prosperity medication has brought and how long away we have come. Look at the buildings, technology, computers, everything has been brought 
by our understanding of logic and we don't see that. We go through life like really headless chickens, narrow-minded people, very primitive in that little comfy bubble and using this technology all around us to fulfill ourselves while it's just doing more damage than good. And you guys know it? If you're honest to yourself, you fucking know it. And that's why some people really want to even click, but that inner child is a kid and it loves to hold on to what it already knows works. And in order to convince that inner child, you can't do it with reason. I can talk here all day. It won't work. You've got to go to yourself, face it, look in the mirror, stay there, watch yourself in your eyes and just realize by adopting logic, you will achieve so much more than with your shitty comfort. You will be more safe. Everything. Adi Hartman says, what do you mean by logic? Logic thinking. Making your core value logic is on a fundamental level, you submit your will to logic. You submit your will to these consistent patterns that bring about reality. You embrace it. You visualize logic like it's the mother of logic taking care of you and understanding it. Just like embracing God, understanding the Bible is your path, is your journey. When you submit your will to logic, your path and your journey is understanding logic. And that's what scientists do. That's what brought all of progress. And logical thinking is one thing. It's just one thing. You just start thinking more structured. You start thinking more like uh, using scientific methods and stuff. Do you believe anyone that clicks would want to join you in your cause rather than focus on other things? Or or if um, people that click, I would say 99% of people that click would come over here. Because once you click, the first thing you do is you realign all your beliefs. You think really logically and structurally. Once that's all done, the first thing you want to do that is most logical is clone yourself, right? It's copying yourself. Because the moment you have one other person like you, you have twice the impact. What does that mean? That means like spreading it, right? So how do you spread it? What's the best way of spreading it? It's finding like-minded people to organize yourself. Therefore, we are providing all this. It's a no-brainer to come over here. Unless there is real reasons you can't do it. So it says, what if a whole lot of people clicked, but some of the clickers had better cognitive abilities than other clickers and the difference caused dissonance and disagreements on logic between people? No, because it's always about knowledge. I can always explain my argument to people. We have here certain times where I think something and someone thinks something different and I just explain it. And then like they go like either are you, that's good or I go are you, that's good. So that's the beauty of logic. You can always put yourself on the same page. I think, how does the society and the mind state of people play a role in the perception of logic? A person in Africa might have another perception of logic than someone from Europe. Then, again, a person who has logic as its core value might commit a murder if it's logically helping them survive or maybe improve them to their point of view, considering the external factors they are forced to deal with. Okay, Bertold. Let me answer your question. First of all, your understanding of logic is depending on the amount of knowledge you have. The more knowledge you have, the more complete your understanding is of logic. Same with like the gravity law of Newton was maybe incomplete, but still managed to describe a lot of stuff that is even useful today. So logic gets better and better and better as you get more and more knowledge. And you need to understand that this uncertainty is something you can't do anything about it. So it's logical to be a bit uncertain. In that regards, when you put the uncertainty as part of the premise, when you want to come to a conclusion, what you then do is like, okay, if my actions would harm someone, I need to be damn sure that this is quite accurate else I'm going against what is logical because I know there is actually a gray area where I might be wrong so having I might be wrong as part of the equation is a logical thing to do therefore you won't be fanatic it's almost impossible well it's almost impossible unless you have the wrong information it's almost impossible to be fanatic and logical because you know when you're logical that there is a gray area where you might be flawed so to give you an answer to your question, if someone in Africa has logic, someone in Europe has logic, they might come to different actions. But when they talk to each other 
and with the internet and with this globalization of the entire planet, that is what's going to happen. We're all going to start tuning ourselves into each other because knowledge is accessible to anyone. Then as a result, what you get is more and more similar actions. There you go. Although this question that you ask doesn't even answer the real question that you were asking. And is the fact that you're actually trying to deflect logic as a core value. Because what's your core value right now? Watching a stream? Comfort? That ain't better than logic. So this question is completely irrelevant, just so you know. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.